Welcome back to the Needed Dad Podcast here on episode number 35 in this Lunes de Fe segment here on a beautiful Monday here on May the 3rd as we are broadcasting live or not broadcasting but podcasting live. There you go. Uh, as I get to bring back as you heard him in the background my dad, Papa, Ske- Papa Sketch and Papa Ram and Papa Everything, Papa Tribe, all of the above. What's up dad? Woohoo! Well we're back in Laredo. Yeah. Okay, we're back in Laredo. It just uh, seems like, well, it was a couple of days ago that we had that wonderful special. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I'm hoping that some of you have heard this special before you're hearing this particular episode. Because between episode 34 podcast and 35, we had this very unique opportunity. And uh, we're hoping for you to, you know, have taken advantage of it. Because again, um, we had the opportunity to be over at the uh, 117th Knights of Columbus State Convention. I'm sorry, I was reading over there. <laughs> and um, we were trying to uh, be able to enjoy and at the same time make it as best as possible uh, to be, be able to bring in that particular special podcast. And um, uh, I'm not going to say <clears throat> much about it other than we were totally blessed <clears throat> with it, and um, we had a very good friend, a very good brother, Knight, one of my um, leaders uh, in the state family, um, our council, our worthy council growth director, Carlos X. Martinez. And um, I, I think that, you know, it was very profound, and that's why we kind of stopped, <laughs> because we, we noticed that it was very fulfilling. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good episode. It was a really... Um, uh, it was a, one of those moments in the life of the podcast that definitely a highlight, a highlight nonetheless. One, because it was in Houston. Two, it was the first time we get to do a podcast at a convention. Um, I wonder if anyone else has ever done that before, just tossing it up there. Um, and then three, you know, because we dedicate a whole segment, a whole Monday, a whole week to the Knights of Columbus. And again, I think we talked about this like in the very beginning stages of the podcast with whether or not there is other podcasts that do that, you know. And I've tried to do some research, but I haven't had a chance to find any. Um, nonetheless, to be able to do what we did on Saturday and have Carlos come in as a special guest, um, which for all Carlos is kind of just so cool, a podcast full of Carlos's, um, it was it was great. It was a great opportunity to just um, get to know him a bit better in his capacities, what he does for the next Columbus, how it's impacted him. But it's one of those things where, I, like my dad said, I'm gonna stop talking about it because I want you to go listen to it. Like I really want, it. We, we we want you to go listen to it. Um, and so, today is a new day. Today is a new Monday, and today is episode number 35, where we seem to just be jumping up the 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 ladder here with these numbers. We started like at a quarterback level. Now we're at a <laughs> you know linebacker. So we're gonna we're making our way towards you know in football terms you know towards alignment soon you know and about 60 more episodes but nonetheless <laughs> we are working our way up and it's been such a, such an awesome journey these 35 weeks to bring to you these these this content and, and these podcasts that hopefully have been a blessing to you yes and, and um uh, i know that in facebook we do have some brother nights that they do have their sharing of um live feeds or sometimes i know that some uh actually record things and and play it out in facebook um there there is some things that are happening within texas 
and of course <clears throat> other states as well but when it comes to us here in Laredo in Laredo I think definitely we're the only ones that are pretty much doing this unless you know I'm again like you I'm not fully aware of it but um, what it you know so far what I know yeah I think we're pretty much it and, and um, I've been pretty much um, given a certain gratitude for doing this for our order of the Knights of Columbus, but uh, it, it's something that, you know, comes from the heart and is part of our family. The other topics I want to just, you know, yeah, tap into is the Monday itself. We're going to talk a little bit about Mondays. And then finally, the last point that I want to share with you is that Lunes de Fe, uh, a man of faith. And <clears throat> we're going to see how um, this one in particular um, kind of share experiences from Some, some people have been very inspiring. Uh, some people have been very important in my faith. Um, este lunes de fe, this Monday of faith, this men that have, uh, and, and their families have, have impacted me as who I am and, and how to be with a family. But um, coming back to, to Mondays, um, one of the things, Beto, that, that I was trying to just research on it, It was crazy to, to understand or to learn, you know, I think that was the best term, to learn that um, Monday actually means the moon's day, la luna, see? And um, in some cultures, um, it is the second day of the week. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also, I found out that, you know, back in the day, there were some girls who were born on Monday, they were named Mona, okay, Mona, and it comes because of Mondays, again, some cultures, okay, so um, to me, that was extraordinary, and then, of course, I stumbled into the hearsay about Mondays not being very likable, <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, hated Mondays, and, and the reasons that I have to share with you are, are just like, I mean, to me, they're almost kind of silly, Okay, I really don't grasp the understanding of this, but this is what it is. I found out that <clears throat> some people that don't like Mondays is because waking up in the morning. Well, heck, you do that every day. <laughs> you know, why, why single out Monday? I mean, you do wake up every day. Okay, so it says you're waking up in the morning. Well, maybe the other day they don't wake up in the morning they wake up in the afternoon or the evening <laughs> i don't know but that was kind of crazy anyway uh then there was others that, that they don't like mondays because it's back to school back to work okay and <laughs> when i saw that he said well um tuesday's also back to <laughs> back to school and the rest of the week is back to school you know at least in the weekdays monday through friday work those of us that we have to work on saturdays and sundays well you know there you go It, it's back to work doesn't matter if it's monday or not another reason they said that they hated mondays was because it is five days away from the weekend oh come on you know learn to live your day learn to live your moment learn to live your present I mean, here, it, it's, it just gets to me. It's kind of silly. Uh, another reason is because other people also hate Mondays. <laughs> uh, but you're gonna hate, I'm gonna hate too. Okay, 
So uh, it, it's kind of crazy on that. Um, then, you know, there's an excuse, probably not in Laredo, but they say that they hate Mondays because too many people are in the public transport. Okay. I, I can kind of understand that um, because I'm big cities, okay? I, you know, the transportation, all that, I, I, I can get it, okay? Outside the pandemic, yeah. okay? But um, that I can, okay, all right, it's not that is silly. There, there's some sense to it, okay? Trying to sleep, you know? I was like, well, okay, all right. And finally, um, check this out. It marks the end of an amazing weekend. Okay. But many times, I, Mondays, in the school environment, I've shared this before, it's dragging Monday, you know, oh, it's Monday, you know, um, and, and in, in, in the, again, uh, working in the school system, uh, the school system, you know, pretty much drags Mondays a lot. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's some people that say, it's almost Friday, and it's Monday. And I said, okay, right? Uh, the famous hump day on Wednesday, and then, of course, they changed the name of Friday to Friday. I mean, it's like, oh, come on, people, let, let, let's live our present. Let's live our moment. Let, let's be a little bit more wise on these things. Mondays can be pretty much the beginning of your week. So start in the right way, right step. Okay, and, and instead of um, being more positive on that, um, try to enjoy the positiveness of it. And I think that we need to kind of stay away from that stereotype of being negative and dragging not only yourself, but others as well. Okay, especially within the family. And um, I know that Mondays, um, you know, actually on Sunday nights become to become, becomes an issue. Okay. Go to sleep early because tomorrow you have to get up and, okay, that, that's fine. But uh, I just want to say that it is a day of the Lord on Sundays. But then again, Monday is also a day of the Lord. I mean, he created all of them. As a matter of fact, he, he started today. Okay, on the first day. <laughs> so um, I, I think that we, um, it is trying to be a little bit less selfish on things. And let's move up to where every single day has to be like your first day, your last day, your most important day. And this may be a little cliche, but it's the reality of being able to fulfill what is before you. If not, you'll be passed and you won't notice it. And while you're waiting on what's coming in in a few minutes later or by tomorrow, again, you just missed what is in front of you. And, and Monday, it, it has that notion uh, of people and, and, you know, okay, Monday's over. I mean, come on, you know, uh, it, it has a negative. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have the podcast on Mondays. Okay. To, me, to us, it's something we look forward to. It is. It really is. It's really fun to, to look forward to Mondays. Um, and it's kind of, I kind of started working on that on my, on my own, just trying to ignore the stereotype of Mondays because today like, in, like I'm a teacher at, at Bless Arkham which by the way is Teacher Appreciation Week so shout Woo! out to all the teachers oh, this yeah. week shout out to all the teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week uh, we know the struggle but we also know the joys you know uh, of what it is to be a teacher 
And so what I do, so I'm a teacher at Blessed Sacrament School. So I teach religion. And so what I've done is for the kids, uh, for my students, is on Mondays, it's Bible App Monday. In the sense that we go through this Bible app um, uh, that was created by, I think it was Uversion. Um, they did a really phenomenal job with creating this cartoon-like animation of oh, yeah. biblical we, stories, yeah. right? Yeah, very nice. So we, every week we get to look forward to a story. And on top of that, instead of writing your typical journal, like, how was your weekend? Give me a half page S, you know. <laughs> no, like, okay, this is, we answer five questions and that is your journal. Like, but you answered in paragraph form or whatever the case is. And you, and you get to see a, a nice little animated video which they get to look forward to because it's just out of the norm, you know? Um, and if they were in person, I remember before pandemic, there was always like an activity, some of them had to do like matching, you know, you pick a card, pick another card, hopefully they match. Right. You know, and they get to look forward to these things and, you know, it was always, Mondays were always fun. Because that, that's all we did all day. That's, that's all we would do because we would dedicate one day of the week to learning a biblical story. And they get to enhance their knowledge on that particular story and you know it's like one of those things where it's not a catholic app but i converted it into a catholic app in a sense of you know you i added the catholic element to a to to the stories you know adding like the typology adding, adding how how does it relate to us as catholic christians and what does this actually mean you know and all and it's really fascinating because the students learn and learn the names the characters of the story the reasonings the whys they go more in depth and so that, that, that kind of, you know, I started doing it on my own. And so it's, it's worked, it's helped to look forward to Mondays. It's not it's not a drag, it's not like, ah, you know. It's like, a, oh, we got Bible Lab today. And I always, I have to, uh, I coordinate with two other teachers. And I tell them, hey, Bible Lab today with a smiley face. I'm like, oh yeah, it's great, it's so good. You know, and so they get to look forward to it. And so it's just, you know, again, changing that mindset of Mondays. And I, I've done enough for myself and it's worked. It, it's really worked. And we get to do this on Mondays as well. And then today, um, have to post it later on. I'm getting better with consistency here. It's <laughs> Mama Mary Mondays. So today is dedicated to Our Lady. I know it's Saturdays, but I wanted to start off the week with her. So in the little post that I do every um, every day, uh, it's Mama Mary Monday today. So there you go. Yeah, and, and you just brought to mind, you know, made me remember that um, I, as a child um, growing up, the the fun day was Saturday, and I, I'm not knocking technology. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not criticizing it in a negative way, but technology has taken away a lot of things to look forward to, because life has become uh, at times kind of too easy. And I'm talking about Saturdays. Why do we get up early in the morning on Saturdays to watch cartoons? Yeah. You know, that was the in thing. Because now at any pleasure or any sense of just wanting and desiring cartoons, you can just log in and there it is. Uh, back then you had to wait for it. You had to wait an entire week, okay? And I think that in doing so, it would give a, a, a sense of to anticipate something that is coming and to look forward to. And it was a positive motivation. It almost inspired you to do, you know, parents would say, Este huerco se levantó bien temprano y todo por las caricaturas. You know, and this kid, you know, he's up this morning. I wish he would be like that for school. But again, that was the secret of it. Okay, and for us, 
many times Mondays is uh, is something that we have to destroy the stigmata. <laughs> I really want to say that because it, it's 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 not pretty. It's hurtful. Uh, the way that we receive this day that the Lord has created for us. And, and I think that we need to improve in those ways. And you start with yourself. Okay. You start changing. And and <clears throat> don't don't stereotype with I need my cup my cup of coffee to be able to if not am I gonna have a bad day. That's another little perk there that we need to change. I know that I'm probably ruffling feathers here with some people, but you're better than that. God has created you without coffee. Okay? God has created you without a gloomy Monday. God has created you with a lot of love, with a lot of potential. And and I bring back something better that I learned from you is that God has qualified you to do many things. Don't disqualify yourself from it. Yeah. You know? So, again, uh, just to finish up the little part here for, for Mondays, Mondays has have to be like, if you're a girl, ay, mira, que mona, you know? <laughs> What it means that basically, you know, it, it, it's, it, it is a compliment, okay? It is a compliment of beauty. Let's be beautiful on Mondays. Okay? Let's bring out the beauties of what this day should be and not bring out what we have stereotyped on making it all of our lives. Yeah, no, that's an invitation, you know, because again, yeah, it's always going to need work. There's always going to be room for improvement. But because again, it, it will always catch up to us in one way, shape or form. But I think the moment we get to change the way we think, we get to switch it up and we get to focus on just having Monday as a good, positive day then we kicked off the week on the right note well right. actually back-to-back days because we technically start on sunday <laughs> which is the lord's day like actually because of the resurrection which by the way you haven't gone to mass go to mass anyways so um we kick off the week with god and we just continue that you know with him we continue to walk with him and we continue to just embrace the days that he created us because again whether we like it or not regrettably and amazingly And I guess, I'm trying to use the word for like hopeful. Our days are counted, <laughs> you know, because so we have to just enjoy these days, enjoy these moments, especially Mondays. Because also, you also, real quick, here's the last thing. You guys get to look forward to Mondays because you get to look forward to this podcast. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Hashtag, you're welcome. <laughs> so, Dad, continue on with the podcast. Yes, yes. We're going to leave it on, 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 on that note. But uh, moving over to the, the next topic that um, you know, we wanted to, um, at least I, I wanted to share because it, it's going to open up, you know, that memory of important people in your life. Okay. And to me, uh, this Monday man of faith, este lunes de fe, when it comes to the men um, and even... Their, their, their wives and, and, and their families, okay? Um, I have some people in mind. Uh, I grew up at Holy Redeemer Church, the Blue Church, yeah. And growing up as a kid, um, I pretty much my life was with my parents, um, you know, up to the age of 10. Mm -hmm. In a sense that uh, all that time, um, I would do what a normal kid will always do. But then on uh, September the 16th of 1971, 
That was the day that I first served my mass as an altar boy. Uh, the term altar servers was not in existence back then. It was just altar boys. There were no girls allowed back in the day. And growing up, um, going over into that particular one day and, and serving that first mass as an altar boy, it literally changed my life. Um, it was like if I was introduced to a new world, I was introduced to a new love, I was introduced to a, um, a new way, okay? And I think that um, I was introduced to the truth and, and I started to love it tremendously. So I started to go every single day to Mass. And for the first three years after that date of September the 16th, 1971, I actually went to Mass every single day for three years without missing probably only two days out of the three years. But I would go to Mass to serve Mass as an altar boy. Back then, there were no days off for priests. Every day there was a Mass. Okay. And, hint, hint. And um, um, one of the things that uh, I remember was also the people that I grew up with there at Holy Redeemer. Uh, people that, you know, are in ministry, people that were involved in the parish life, um, people that cared for their faith. Um, we had our regulars that came into a daily mass. Yet, um, I remember some people that are very, very distinguishable to my, um, to my life. Um, and I want to start first with a man who um, a lot of people came to know. Uh, his name, Arnulfo Fito Santos. And when we say about St. <laughs> Joseph being a quiet man, uh, Fito, Fito was a man of few words, but he was a doer. He was a worker, you know. And we just, on May 1st, we celebrated St. Joseph the worker. Um, yet there at, at Holy Redeemer, um, he was... He was popular, you know, he, he, as a matter of fact, he was an owner of a store. Let me see if I can get it right. Uh, se llamaba, the name of the store was Alfredo Santos Grocery Store. Yeah. And, and it was sitting right there in the corner of Santa Maria and, and Sanchez, where right now you're familiar with, uh, I believe, Family Dollar is. Okay. All of that area was Alfredo Santos. And that was a store to go. That was the H-E-B to go, you know. They had everything there. And I would go with mom. And as a matter of fact, it was there in my early beginnings where mom, my mom, Berta Ramirez, uh, would take me as a kid. And uh, you know, kids, we want to get a toy here and there. And, and many times my mom did not have enough money. Uh, and, but she never said no. She never said the famous words that a lot of people, you know, we hear. No tengo dinero. I don't have money. Yet my mom would kind of write on a paper, you know, and with, with, the, with the actual sign of the sense, you know. Uh, I remember that she would put uh, somewhere between 39 cents or 29 cents, you know, that she could buy me something that was worth that much or less. But she wouldn't say no. Okay. So here I'm checking my numbers, you know, in my little little piece of paper, comparing it to where the ticket of how much that toy, what 
you know, would cost. Well, uh, to settle the, the score, right, you know, I usually would come up with, remember those little soldiers, green soldiers in the back? <laughs> yeah, I had tons of those <laughs> because most of those were under that, that price. Uh, or there was a ball or there was something that was, you know, something different. But going to Alfredo Santos and, and we would run into Fito and, um, you know, he, he would greet us and we would greet him. But <clears throat> seeing him grow there at Holy Redeemer, you know, his wife, Elva, was also very much involved in, 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 the, um, in, in, in the parish of Holy Redeemer. Very good parishioners, okay? Their family, too. As a matter of fact, I graduated with one of her, one of their daughters, Consara. And um, I have beautiful memories of him, yet being a quiet man. Um, people say he hardly smiles, but his heart was constantly smiling on the, on the helping other people. You know, he had that grace to help other people. I believe, if not mistaken, I don't have anything here to prove, but if I remember correctly, he even was a commissioner. Okay, um, he was elected commissioner and he served uh, our precinct out there. But uh, I remember him, and and what I remember also is the generosity as a uh, as a family, how they would support Holy Redeemer Church. You know, and. It's, it's something that I grew up admiring the man for, okay? Because it's it was that greeting that many times there wasn't even a word that came out. It was, hey, <laughs> you know, raising the hand and looking at me and just, you know, nodding, say, hey. And as we grew up, as I grew up into a teenager and, and young adult, you know, same thing. But again, it was that mutual respect and, and admiration as I was there in the church every day to see that. Um, so we're very blessed with his family, right? And another another man that I also had a lot of respect for was um, Alfredo Flores. He was Mr. Bingo, <laughs> you know, he was Mr. Bingo. He was a man in charge of the bingo there at Holy Redeemer. And he, there was a tremendous loyalty to it. You know, and, and people, you know, respected him. And, and there was that tremendous treasure of it. Um, his wife, Rebecca, um, they, again, uh, another couple that is very inspiring, both together as couples like the, the Santos. You know, the, the Flores were there and their families were also involved. And as, a, the, you know, as their family grew, they became, they stepped up to what, um, pretty much, um, you know, mom and dad were doing. You know, Sara. Sara, um, she lately, we, she, well, we haven't been going to Holy Redeemer uh, at the 630 Mass because of the other commitments that we have. But when we were going, she's the one that would go up there and, and would read that prayer. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. well, that's the daughter, okay, uh, of them. And, and will you see how they continue? And their family, their grandkids continue to be close to the church and helping. But um, I remember that uh, Don Alfredo, okay, uh, was a big, a big respect. And, you know, he had that strong voice and, and he was a mover and a shaker and, and um, faithful to his parish. And again, I saw another element that, you know, it, it made a difference in my life, okay? Um, how the family also, and, and, and again, I grew up with them, okay? Um, 
Another man that also made a, a tremendous impact in my life was Don Simon Mireles, a humble man. And, and together with his wife, Gloria, um, they're the ones that were fully engaged with us as kids and as young people. As a matter of fact, they are responsible in Holy Redeemer for starting what we now have, the Stations of the Cross. Okay, some people argue this point, but as I, I did my research back in the day, and Holy Redeemer was one of the first, I can't say the first, but it was one of the first parishes that started to portray, okay, the passion or the actual stations of the cross live outside. Oh my gosh, that didn't even get me started. Okay. I, and so, man. That's, that's intense. I, real quick, I have to say, because I remember... I remember I was a kid. I was about maybe four, five years old, and I'll never forget. My dad was playing the role of Jesus, and I'm bawling out, crying like hysterically, just crying off my. You know, it, it's just one of those. I le I legit thought they were gonna kill him. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I didn't know where the skip was. I was a little kid, and I I just. I'll never forget, I'm holding mom's hand because I'm, like I said, I'm screaming like, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I said this or not, but I'm assuming in my mind, I'm like, don't hurt him, you know, stop, you know, he's a good dad, you know, don't, you know, <laughs> but I didn't know he was playing the role of Jesus. I'll never forget, and this image is imprinted and engraved forever in my heart. We were getting, you were coming in towards the, the gate uh, before you go up the, the, the ramp, Yeah. right, before you go up the ramp. Again, he, that's wearing this with a white tunic, like Jesus. He has a crown. But so cool. I have to ask, who made that crown of thorns? I think there's like a backstory to it. Yeah, we, we actually did it because we had to cut it and, and, and kind of put it together and make it sturdy. Yeah. But we had to put a, a what we call a belt. Yeah. Okay. And around that belt, that's what you know held the whole thing. Uh, we did not. I do not. I did never use any wigs or anything like that. You know, but um, it, it was a belt underneath that, and it had to be sturdy. And it, of course, he had to show off all the different thorns. Yeah. It was huge. And it was it was real too. That that's my that's my that's the point. Like it was a real thorn, real real crown of thorns. Um, and so again, I'll never forget. He's wearing the crown of thorns. He is. I can At this point, I can't tell my kid if it's real blood or fake blood. I really don't know. Fake blood. Oh, it was fake. <laughs> I was gonna say a secret, but I guess there we go. Fake um, blood. And I'll never forget. I, with tears in my eyes, I, I think they're gonna kill him. And I look up, and he's got the be he got the beard rocking. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Now that I remember, so only because I haven't seen my dad in a beard for like the longest time. Um. <laughs> anyways, he had the beard rocking, and he was like, I look at him, and he looks at me, and he smiles. I'll never forget the smile. It's like a young, younger version of you, Dad. Just like you smile, and you tell me these words. Everything's gonna be okay. And. Oh man, I just, you just, you continue on your journey. I feel like they should add like an intercession cross. He meets his son, you know, <laughs> in your version. Um, and so I'll, I'll never forget. So I just want to add that little element only because, again, I guess I have to thank um, Don Simon for just kind of pioneering. And Gloria, and Gloria, Gloria was. To, to pioneering this, this, this project that really it is now very famous throughout the entire world, but especially in our diocese where we have had a chance to portray the Stations of the Cross. And only because. I was able to do it 
twice at San Vicente, mm-hmm. and you were there. Right. There's a picture, and I think hopefully I can bring up that picture. And then also I was able to do it twice for the college retreats, where it was it was very real. Like it was so real to the point where we added a scourge a scourging scene, mm-hmm. and we added a the night before like the the, the part where they arrest Jesus. Yeah. So which is yeah. a really impactful, and so I guess my hat to them just for for pioneering again this movement where we can have these live uh, portrayals of the passion. And, and um, Don Simon and Gloria, um, they had a tremendous love for this passion because it was a way of evangelizing. That's the way they would see it. But he would actually, I mean, he actually, his hands created the helmets. It created the, the, the spears. Um, as a matter of fact, they had some shields for the for the Roman soldiers. The whole getup, they were responsible for it. They, they created that from their own hands. And I still have one or two items from them. And I, and, I, and just like with, with the Santos, you know, I, I graduated with Gloria. You know, Gloria, uh, the daughter, um, we graduated together. And we, again, I grew up with them, you know. Um, I, I, I ate at their table. I had breakfast and I had lunch and I had dinner because you know it was a family that was close to, and and their their journey. Okay, le hacíamos burla Don Simón por las hijas de Don Simón, right? The song. <laughs> but um, one of the beauties is that um, this this family was very fruitful in 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 how they love God yeah. with their humble beginnings uh, and um, kind of. Uh, Though, I mean, they hit, it hits home with them, you know, it really hits home. Um, another very honorable family that was uh, of excellence there at Holy Redeemer Church was um, Judge Alberto Santos. Um, great man, a judge, okay? And his wife, Hortensia, beautiful lady. Uh, a beautiful lady that, you know, made a, a tremendous difference. In, in, in helping our community, being strong leaders of the community. And, and the judge, you know, being a judge and having his responsibilities, the faithfulness in, in his faith there at the church. Um, his family has been pretty much also um, uh, a living example of the Christian life, of the Catholic life. Beautiful family. And and, and I, I saw them and I, and I recently had more relationship and friendship with Hortensia especially in my older years uh, as an adult, because when I was working at Holy Redeemer, you know, I saw firsthand her involvement and, and her love for her community there at Holy Redeemer and her love for her husband, you know. Yeah, all of these couples that I just mentioned, you know, they live in heaven. And another couple that I just want to add on, Hortensia had a beautiful voice. And when this voice was united with Crucita Ugarte, okay? Crucita Ugarte was the wife um, of Felix Ugarte, another couple in another family that was so instrumental in the life of Holy Redeemer as I grew up. Those were what I, what I call the pillars of my faith, you know, growing up in Holy Redeemer. And, and Felix, you know, being a, a, a father, Francisco would call him el diácono. <laughs> He wasn't one, but he really served, you know, his best 
loving God in the altar. And and he, you know, Felix was such a man, a loving man that, you know, we grew up together doing a lot of things together in the altar. And, and Cruzita, when he came to her voice, and this was the thing that I was able to relate with your mom when she would sing in church. You know, Cruzita and Hortensia, man, when they would sing, I, I had to just stop singing and just listen because they were so harmonizing with one another that it was just lovely. La canción, uh, Tan Cerca de Ti, no one can sing it as beautiful as they can, they could, and they can up in heaven. So, you know, it's incredible how these families, um, these men and, this, and then their wives have become such pillars in my life. There's, there's others. You know, and, and I want to say that right now, since today is a very unique day, very special day, very honorable day, um, talking about judges today, the Honorable George Kazan has been laid to rest. And I, I came to know this honorable man, this great judge, and, and, and also his wife, Barbara, because these people, in a higher level of their commitment towards their church, not only their parish, but also within the diocese. You know, I came to see the, the beauty of them. You know, Barbara is, was so instrumental in having what we have now as Bethany House, okay? And, and Judge uh, Kazan, you know, talk about the Red Mass. Again, so instrumental. He was the one that, he was a pioneer of it, together with Bishop, you know. Uh, as a bishop, you normally have three masses, huge masses as, 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 as the Catholic Church. And the bishop is responsible for the red mass that is for the uh, legal professions, you know, legal professionals. So we have the judges and we have the attorneys, you know. And, and that mass has always been of a great significance and importance uh, within our Diocese of Laredo. All this, you know, all these years, ever since its beginnings. That's the only Mass, the Red Mass, that started and still is going strong. I'm not saying that the other two are not, but they did become in later, not like the Red Mass that on year one that took place, yeah. that kicked in. Um, there's another Mass known as the Blue Mass. The Blue Mass is, is the one that is for law enforcement community. And I was, in, I was blessed to be able to sit with the uh, committee of the Blue Mass, um, get involved with the police, the sheriff, everybody who was in law enforcement, you know, Border Patrol. Um, I was always there because I was a representative of the bishop putting things together and working it out. But uh, I had the privilege of being able to, to be there for the Blue Mass. And, and, and what a beauty it was, you know. I know that now, you know, it, the, the time has changed and sometimes there's hiccups here and there, but that blue mass, it was a high respect for, um, you know, St. Michael, okay, the Archangel, um, because um, that's their patron saint of them. And it was so beautiful to see, you know, and, and I have to share this. We had a situation in our house where it was a break-in and they broke into the back door of the house and, and this guy was, he had come over and asked for a taco um, a day before. And I obviously gave him a couple of hot dogs that we were eating and I gave him, okay? The following day, he decides to come into the house, break down through the back door. And I, I don't know, he maybe he came in to check it out. But here he is and uh, I believe um, Joanne uh, saw that somebody came in to the back and she called the police 
And by the time she called us, that somebody was you know, in, inside the house, Choche came in, okay? And Choche confronted him. You know, what are you doing inside the house? And I remember. Okay? And I remember the, the, the police finally getting here. And I, I, I got here together with the police. And, um, you know, they caught him. They, Do you know him? Yeah, I just gave him a hot dog, a couple of hot dogs yesterday, you know? And here we are. And this, uh, you know, guy was sitting down. And I was standing on one side, and the police officer was questioning him, and, and um, he was trying to say, like, you know, why did you do this? And da, 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 da. Well, the guy makes a, an attempt to run. I remember that. And he starts running towards the back of the house and tries to jump over the fence. Police officer grabs him, okay? But then he struggles and, and, and kicks away. So here comes all the police now. I can hear the sirens and the and the cars taking off because he went to the backyard of another house back here. And it took a while until they finally found him. And um, a couple of days later, a police officer comes over. And he's the one that was here that tried to catch him. He says, uh, Mr. Ramirez, have you seen a, a medal of... Um, it, it has the, the archangel, Michael. You know, but could I look? Because probably in the struggle, he, he uh, yanked it out. And, well, we found it on the back fence. Oh, wow. You know, he says, oh, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, to find this. Like, hey, I understand. I really understand. It's good that you found it, you know. And it was there, right there in the bottom of the fence. In the struggle, he probably, you know, yanked it off. But... I wanted to interject that little story because of how close in, in the past, you know, I have um, godchildren who are police officers. And so that blue mask became so important to me. And also the, the other mask, just to close it up, the other mask is known as a white mask. And that's for the, the health and medical community. And it was always a joy. And, and, I, and I still am friends with Sergio Rodriguez uh, over at LMC because we would coordinate, we will help. And there was a, a good doctor that was also very much involved, uh, Jose Garcia, a, a, a brother knight, uh, who is now living in heaven as well. And, and I was happy to be able to have been involved because of my life and experience working with the diocese, with, with the bishop's office. So all these things become important to me on seeing how people practice their faith, okay? They, they're involved in. So um, all these people that have been an example or an inspiration to me, a pillar of faith per se, because of what they did in, as a family, as a husband, as a man of faith, um, I had good teachers, you know? And this past weekend, when I saw some brother knights now up in age, and they're still there, you know, like Brother Dennis, that we were there in Mass. And right after, you know, as we give, gave the peace, and I turned to my left, and he was, you know, sitting three feet away from me. And I noticed it was him, because we were carrying with masks, and we just focused on the Mass. And, and, and his lovely wife, was a very unique embrace of peace without touching each other, you know? Because we had to respect that distance. Yet, just seeing them and, you know, that eye contact, they loved your mom tremendously. And, and he, they, they remember they brought up that back in, in I believe, uh, he said, 2010, 2011, 
you know, we had gone to dinner together as couples, you know, while we were out there in one of the one of the meetings for the state of uh, Knights of Columbus. But it's people like that. It's people who love God and share God that makes a tremendous difference. And I think that, Beto, you and I here, that's simply what we're trying to do. You know, tell the story, share the story. Um, just share the love of God the way that we have encountered. There's so many of you out there as families, you have your own stories. And I think it's, it's it should be almost, um, I don't know, I don't know how to call it, what to call it, but make it a point to where share the stories and recognize the people before they go to live in heaven. Yeah. You know, acknowledge them. Definitely, I mean, it's one thing that I think we have to be mindful of and, you know, being able to live this moment and recognize, you know, the different, uh, the different qualities that different people have that in some way, shape or form help us understand a bit better who God is through their example, through their word, through their witness, right? And so I think this that's going to be our invitation to you this week. Who are the people in your life or around your life that have helped you to come to know God better and to love God better? And so just take a moment to think and truly discern like what, who has been that pillar for, for, for you and in, in, in your faith life? Who are the people that have impacted you? And just, I would just say, write them down. And, and if and if they're still alive, you know, reach out to them and just say thank you. You know, just acknowledge that, hey, through your witness, you've helped me to come to know Christ better. Um, and if they've moved on, then, you know, offer a Mass for them. For Definitely. Their soul, you know, and that's one of the things that, that's going to be our invitation to you this week. Um, seek your pillars and cling to them, for they will make you stronger in faith. And, and that, that comes to mind. Um... A very interesting message, very true testament from Jesus found in, in the Gospel of St. John, I believe, it's chapter 14, verse 6. Yeah. It's, that's where, you know, he's talking about he's getting ready to move on, that he's getting ready to go to the Father, and, um, you know, he's, he's going... A way where everybody knows his way. And, and, and Thomas is saying, you know, I don't know the way. <laughs> where are you going? And, and he kind of um, gets back to him by saying, you know, Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way, the truth, and the life. To all of us, uh, Beto just invited you uh, on that way to that truth with your life. You know. So I think that we are to um, take it to heart, okay? Because if we follow Jesus, this is how. Because we know the way, His way. And of course, He has told us that He is the truth. And that He is. And of course, that He is the life. And I think that you touched something very beautiful on the sense that if they have gone before us, yes, 
So again, offer a Mass. And if it's in your own parish, fine. If it's in the parish where uh, this person used to practice their faith, do it there. But give that gift of life. You know, give that truth of faith. Give that way of a gift for the family to be remembered. Okay? Yeah. And I think that... Um, I know that I already started to compose a list because it really hit me uh, this weekend by seeing all these beautiful friends, wonderful friends of Knights of Columbus, and it brought to memory my childhood and, and my youth. And what this is just a very small group, people, of people that in Holy Redeemer have made an impact in my life. It's a very, very, very small group. So I, I just wanted, because of the, you know, man of faith for today, see, si Lunes de Fe. I wanted to recognize and, and, and recall the beautiful friendship that God blessed me with, with them. Definitely. And so that's going to be, you know, it's, it's beautiful to know that there are people who continue to um, guide others to Christ through their witness, through their example, through what they do, what they say, through just, again, their love for Jesus. And so again, that's going to be our invitation. Seek those who have been pillars for you and then at the same time, you be a pillar for someone else. You know, be that example, be that witness. You know, be a doer, be a Saint Joseph. Um, and so that's gonna be um, kind of that will wrap up this podcast. Um, and just a little, I would like for them to do a green mass for all teachers. Mm. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Well, I would tease Bishop and I would say, let's do a green mass and invite all the banks. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, you better know as far as the green mass, so that's, that was my teasing. Is, no, it doesn't oh. exist. <laughs> well, but there is something for education. Oh, yeah, yeah there, 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 is, uh, there is something for it. Not to the level of, of a mass like this on, on the Roman Catholic, as far as a bishop for, for him to be responsible for it, but there is. There is. I know that the, like the, the commissioning mass for... Yeah, you have, right. But I, I, I think it'd be cool to have them for teachers, FYI. Yeah, for um, teachers, yeah. I agree. For education, uh-huh. So, um, so again, it, real quick, since we we're wrapping on this beautiful Monday. Yes. Number one, enjoy Mondays. Uh, number two, again, be a pillar for someone else. Uh, and number three, again, you guys, it is Lilia Dad Monday, but it's also Mama Mary Monday. And so uh, I'm going to finish off with a quote here from another man of faith that's been very inspirational, inspirational in my life, um, just through my understanding and learning the faith. Um, and he was actually one of the main people that I started to listen to uh, and getting to know my faith a bit better uh, on a you know, a more advanced theological way is Dr. Scott Hahn, and he he quotes his he quotes this this um, this ending, which is taken from a, a talk he gave on Mary. He says, um, "We need Mary, not the immaculate conceived new Eve, but the heavenly assumption of the Ark of the New Covenant, the centerpiece of holiness, the source of victory, the one who gave us the Word, the one who shows us the way." And the one who offers us the life. And as people sometimes say, she's just a mother, but oh, what a mother, what, what a mother she is. Yes, indeed. And so we'll go to her now. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is, is with, with you. you. Blessed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And Beto, I need to share, and I need to inject uh, as a closing that 
with Felix and Cruzita Ugarte. She did not graduate with me, but she graduated the same, same year. And I'm talking about Lily. And she was a very spiritual, tremendous close friend of mine. And right now, she came to heart when we started to pray the Hail Mary. Because together, every May, every day, we would go because there was a rosary and the kids from Holy Communion, or even kids in general, would come and offer flowers in every mystery, okay? We had the rosary there at Holy Redeemer, and, and Lily and I were always being there to receive the kids and organize them to take those flowers at every rosary. And, and it, it just popped into my, into my heart when we started to pray, and a shout out to Lily, you know, just like Gloria and Sara, well, Lily too, you know, so. Well, that is awesome. That is so good. And actually, it's a reminder for all of us to pray the rosary every day, especially this is Mama Mary's month, you know, the month of May. So it's her mom and the famous question, have you talked to mom lately? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so pray the rosary. And I actually real quick want to give a shout out to my sisters, uh, Rita and Rebecca. Uh, last night before I was, uh, I went to bed, we're exhausted from the trip, you know, and I was getting ready to shower, go to sleep and everything. And she comes up to me, she wanted to talk to you, but you were already asleep. And I was like, okay. She says, um, so I want to pray the rosary every day during the month of May. I said, do you want to? And I'll be honest, like my heart was like, I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> but being that it came from them, I was like, let's totally do this. Let's, let's do this. So we were in the, in, in the girls' room and we prayed an entire rosary. It was a glorious mystery because it was Sunday. And it was just so beautiful. I think it's the first for uh, for me to pray with them um, in that special moment. So just shout out to them. It was really a source of grace that I was able to receive through them. And so that's my invitation to you guys as well, to pray the rosary um, as a family, as a community, or just even on your own. Um, because you know that you are, regardless, accompanied by all of the angels and saints. And so, for my dad, a.k.a. Papa Ram, Papa Sketch, Papa Tribe, all of the above. <laughs> and myself, uh, Carlos Rob, we thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, episode number 35, Lunes de Fe. Enjoy your Monday.